everyone. This is my review of Ghostbusters Afterlife. Overall, I thought this was a solid movie and a worthy sequel to the original. It is a flawed movie, and we're going to talk about those flaws. But I think the biggest success of this movie is that it effectively passes the baton from the older generation of Ghostbusters to the new one. I enjoyed this movie, but I didn't love it. I would describe it as good, but not great. I, I think it's a solid movie, but it's a flawed movie. So starting with the good stuff from this movie, I thought the cinematography was solid. You could tell that Jason Reitman, who directed this, he's a competent director. Nothing really stood out, but I thought it was there wasn't anything bad about it. It all looked good. The visuals were solid. The CGI was fine. For the most part, everything looked good. Uh, all the technical aspects were adequate. I didn't find anything that really blew me away, but I didn't find anything that really disappointed me on that level. So that was all fine. Now going through kind of the cast and the characters, uh, Carrie Coon as Kelly, the mom, was fine. I wasn't really impressed with her at all, and I do feel like there could have been a more inspired casting choice that made the character more memorable, but she was perfectly fine. I liked the character enough, and I liked her kind of emotional journey reconnecting with her dad. I wish there was more, more on the page for her to really do because I felt like the character was pretty bland. Uh, Paul Rudd as Gruberson was good. Paul Rudd is always good, and he has that charm and that charisma. I thought he had a few really funny lines, and I thought he did a really great job acting against CGI characters. Sometimes you can tell when actors are struggling to act with CGI characters because there's nothing there, but uh, Paul Rudd really sold it. I feel like he was, again, I feel like he was a little bit underused as well. The character was good, but the fact that Paul Rudd was cast makes it more disappointing because he can just do so much more, and it felt like there was a lot of wasted potential. Um especially since he was obviously kind of supposed to be impersonating or he was supposed to be the Rick Moranis character from the original Ghostbusters, who was absolutely hilarious and a standout. So I thought Carrie Coon was fine, but kind of disappointing. And Paul Rudd was good, but kind of disappointing. Uh, Finn Wolfhard as Finn was good as the brother. Um, he's a pretty good actor and he sold everything he was given. His character didn't have a huge role and his defining trait was just his crush on the girl. I think the girl's name was Lucky. But uh, again, he was a fine character that you root for, but again, kind of underserved. I wish he was given more to do. Uh, the standout of this movie, and by far the best part of this movie, was McKenna Grace as Phoebe. She's a star. It's weird to think about because she's just a kid, but she's at this point, she's a Hollywood veteran. She's been in so many movies. Uh, she can totally carry a movie. She's a very experienced actress, one of the best child actors I've ever seen. She has that magnetic quality to her. Her character was the best in the movie, and by the end, you're totally rooting for her as the future of the Ghostbusters. Um, she was endearing, really sweet. And then that scene, that final scene where she really becomes a Ghostbuster, where kind of force ghost Egon helps her at the end, it totally works. Uh, she's very clearly the future of Ghostbusters. And it's kind of amazing that the movie really pulls that off in a believable way that causes the audience to really accept these new characters as the future of the Ghostbusters, because it is hard to do that, to take such iconic characters and try to try to uh, pass the mantle in a way that the general audience accepts. But I thought McKenna Grace was fantastic. Um, and she's just a fantastic actress and she had the best character in the movie. Logan Kim as podcast was fine. His delivery was always solid. I didn't have a problem with his acting, but the character's humor was just really hit or miss for me. What was supposed to be and what should have been just a standout hilarious character uh, just kind of became annoying. He had a few funny lines, but he had way more misses than hits. And that's a big failing of the script. He was not very funny to me at all, which is a bummer because uh, because he really should have been. And Logan Kim played it well. He delivered all the lines well, but he just wasn't given good material to work with. 
Celeste O'Connor as Lucky, the girlfriend or the the girl that uh, the boy likes, the brother likes, was fine. She was adequate and played her role well. Again, kind of underserved, didn't get much to do. Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson, and Bill Murray all appearing again was great. It was one of my favorite parts of the movie just because it was so funny and you automatically get a big smile on your face when they come back. Uh, Ernie and Dan were solid, but Bill was the standout. Again, Bill Murray still has it. He just oozes charisma every second he's on screen and just really elevates kind of the subpar writing he was given. He wasn't given the greatest jokes, but he made them great. Uh, I think he's just a unique talent, and I loved every second he was on screen. He just has that undefinable quality that just makes him so magnetic to watch. He was really, really good in this, and I was really happy to see him back. And then we also saw like Annie Potts and Sigourney Weaver from the original Ghostbusters show up and have little cameos in this one, and they were both great. And then I also noticed a little J.K. Simmons cameo, which was pretty funny. So I thought the acting was kind of all solid around the board, but the characters were kind of underserved, underdeveloped, uh, felt like a lot of wasted potential, except for Phoebe, except for McKenna Grace, who was fantastic. Um, another big role, another big conversation that's happening around this movie is nostalgia, because this movie totally banks on nostalgia. What I am happy about was that there was a story. It didn't just coast on nostalgia. There was actually a story. There was stuff going on. And most of the nostalgia served the story and most of it didn't feel forced. The parts that didn't serve the story were enjoyable to me. The nostalgia that didn't serve the story was just enjoyable to me. And nostalgia works when it's enjoyable, even if it doesn't serve the story. If it's not enjoyable, then it doesn't work and can hinder the movie. It's a really delicate balance. And um, I'm happy that this movie wasn't all nostalgia with no actual substance. There was a central story. There were some compelling characters and there was some substance. Um, talking about the story, I thought it was a really, really smart decision to focus on the kids, kind of like Stranger Things, kind of like Goonies, kind of like the Steven Spielberg, Amblin, the kids going on an adventure, that type of movie, which we haven't seen in a long time. It's refreshing. It's different. I like how this is kind of a new take on Ghostbusters, that whimsy and sense of adventure that you get from like kids investigating things is kind of fun. And we haven't seen that in a movie in a long time. I didn't like how the third act is basically the exact same thing as the first Ghostbusters movie. Of all the things in the first Ghostbusters, I doubt the thing people are most nostalgic for is Gozer and the Keymaster and the Gatekeeper or whatever they're called. So I don't know why we had to have that same ending with those same villains, because uh, I just thought that was kind of lame. But I did like the ending with the original four showing up and then the original four and the new generation working together. I like the passing of the baton. Um, that was the biggest accomplishment of this movie. I like these kids as the new Ghostbusters and we'll watch future adventures with them because I bet they're looking to make this into a franchise. Um, I think the movie did a good job handling that. And then um, at the end when they're all blasting ghosts and then Egon is helping Phoebe, uh, that's all really satisfying, really well done. I like the Harold Ramis tribute. There's some discussion to be had about the CGI Harold Ramis, but uh, I thought for the most part, it was pretty good. The emotional through line and the themes of reconnecting with family were cool. Uh, I liked all that. It was all relatively well done. Okay, so the cynical side of me hated this part because there's this whole Walmart sequence, which is kind of pointless. They spend way too long on it. It's very obvious product placement. It's kind of a representation of a lot of the bad things going on with movies right now. Just it's pointless and it's totally nostalgic and there's no story purpose for it. But I just thought it was a lot of fun. I thought it was pretty funny. I love the little marshmallow men who are obviously there both for nostalgia and to sell toys. 
killing each other and like being really brutal and violent. I thought that was pretty hilarious. I liked the post-credit scenes. I liked seeing Sigourney Weaver. My favorite sequence from the movie was probably the first time ghost hunting when the kids were chasing the ghost all across town, shooting it with the car. That whole action sequence was a lot of fun. Any scenes with the car were really fun. I love all that. So overall, I thought everything was solid. Everything I mentioned I thought was solid, but just could have been better. That's why I say this movie is good, but not great. Now, talking about some of the bad stuff, my criticisms with the movie is the humor was really hit or miss. Like most of the humor fell flat for me. There were a few funny lines, but for the most part, it wasn't that funny to me. And then my next big thing is the writing. It just felt kind of weak. Like, I feel like, first of all, for a Ghostbusters movie, there were barely any ghosts. We barely got any real ghost busting. Did we really need Gozer and Gatekeeper and Keymaster again? And then all of the characters were really underserved besides Phoebe. I would have liked to see more from all of them. I liked what emotional storyline was there with Phoebe, her mom, and Egon, but that was underdeveloped. I wish there was more there so the resolution could have felt more satisfying. The Ghostbusters appearing was abrupt and out of nowhere, and there wasn't much setup or foreshadowing for it. It could have been better done, better explained, better developed. Uh, it's still an awesome moment, but it was not that well done. I don't know. I, another thing is like the kids were not scared enough of these ghosts. They were not scared of the situation. And then the movie is just kind of ridden with plot holes. When you think about it a little bit deeper, the plot really makes no sense. And there's so many inconsistencies and things that just don't hold up to any sort of logic. I feel like all the characters were really underdeveloped besides Phoebe. And I felt like whatever themes this movie was trying to deal with were underdeveloped. So I definitely wouldn't call the writing flat out bad because I don't think it's flat out bad. But I would say it's very, very mediocre. I would say this is a movie that's going to please general audiences, but if you're into film, this might disappoint you because a lot of the writing was very mediocre to me. Um, the other problem I had with this movie was the pacing. The second act kind of dragged and went on for too long. And then the third act, Final Battle, went on for way too long. And this is a common problem with all blockbusters right now. You could have cut a good 20 to 30 minutes off and really made it flow better. Um, so the pacing, the writing, and then the humor are the three major problems I have with this movie. And then... This movie's good, it's solid, but it's just missing that undefinable spark that made the first Ghostbusters special. It's not something you can explain or define. You can just feel if the movie has it or not. And this movie just didn't have it for me, which is a bummer because I really was hoping it would. I thought the trailers were pretty good. I was looking forward to it. Um, but nonetheless, I enjoyed this movie. I had a good time with it. It's not perfect, it's a flawed movie, but I think it's a worthy sequel and it's something worth watching. And I'm curious to see where it goes. I do like these kids, especially Phoebe. And there are elements that are really good about this movie. So it's definitely worth watching. Uh, please let me know what you thought of this movie. If I had to rate it, I would probably give it a 6 or a 7 out of 10, somewhere around there. It's not perfect and it's flawed. Maybe I would say like a 6.5 out of 10. But uh, let me know what you thought of this movie. You can leave a comment if you're on YouTube. There's a form in the description. You can also leave an email or a voicemail with your thoughts, your theories for other things, your questions, your topics, what you thought of this movie, your review of this movie, anything you want to say to me, you can leave there. And all the links to do all those things are in the description. Uh, thank you so much for listening and have a good day.